In this week's show, we take a look at a legend of an indie. As well as all of that, one lucky subscriber will be in with a chance to win the Kill Team Octavius box when we hit 100,000 subs on YouTube. We are less than a thousand away. The end is so close we can almost taste it. So tell your friends, spread it around, and make sure you hit that subscribe and bell button. But until then, we're going to push on with the show because your weekend starts now. Hello everybody, we're back again for another week's worth of catch-up on all the top news in tabletop gaming. With me this week is my other half, Benjamino. Hello. Uh, we've got Justin. Hello. And we've even got Free back, despite the, fact that, despite the fact that you keep demanding that she enters the titles, and I keep telling you that we're going to get rid of her if you keep that up. <laughs> the fear was there for a second. That's why I wasn't here last week. Yeah, well, yeah. the fear, fear definitely set in. Um, so before we kick off with this week's show, uh, we are coming dangerously close to hundred thousand subscribers. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. So when we hit that mark, let's be positive. We will mm. hit that mark. Yes. Uh, a lucky subscriber will get their hands on a copy of the Kill Team Octarius box that we're going to be oh, taking yes. at in the news a bit later on. Entering guardsmen and orc commandos together. There may even be something else sprinkled in on top. Time will tell. Yeah. I will also say, so if you are interested in getting that, and you know, you're a regular subscriber and you've been with us for years and years, tell your nan, tell your, tell your dad, tell your mum, tell everyone, yeah. just subscribe. Doesn't tell take the, too long. Tell the person at the bus stop. <laughs> have you heard of this this youtube's like called on tabletop go and give it a subscribe because then you'll be I might a get winner toys. so yeah exactly so just do that share things yeah. on facebook share things on twitter share things on discord on the forums in reddit feel free to lie as well yeah. what's the website about all about cookery oh, <laughs> fantastic God, yeah. recipes they yeah. do the best engine strip downs and rebuilds on cars mm-hmm. that you'll ever see just whatever whatever it takes we're oh, not no, proud we'll take anyone <laughs> We have done things about eating food on this on this. On this that site. is true. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if you are interested, make sure to get people subscribing because then you can, you know, potentially win that awesome kill team set. Mm. Dive into mm. it and have fun with it. So. But enough of that. Mm. On with the show, and we kick things off as always with the most important part of the week. Oh yes, the indie of the week. Oh God! I, I love week. the SMR version. It's so oh, no. <laughs> this, oh, no, it really yeah, like, people's headphones, yeah. all the pots and their speakers really love it as well. <laughs> uh, this week we are going to be taking a walk down Fantasy Way uh, with Signum Games and the Legends of Signum. So, if people are unaware of Signum Games, uh, they started about five years ago, um, and they started up initially doing uh, big models, resin models for. Um, confrontation to fill in the gap when yes. Rackham yeah. stopped producing, uh, when Rack- mm-hmm. Rackham went under essentially, people were still playing and are to this day still playing and there were things in the books that never got a miniature made of them so they, they started off initially doing their own versions of, of resin models for that and then developed from there into their own Legends of Signum range mm-hmm. nice. which is an interesting game if you haven't seen it um, the the main game, Battle for Valor, came out a, a 
few years ago, but since then they've done little sort of, I'd say, mini faction sets. They've done like the Cursed Wood and Dragon Hunters and things like that, where it gives you all the bits and bobs you need for one half of a playthrough. But yeah. it's it's part deck building, part tabletop skirmish game. It really is fascinating. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like, because I think we've had a look at this in a lot more mm. detail on the site, which is pretty cool. But yeah. yeah, as you say, like it's, you've still got kind of like miniature combat and stuff, which is awesome. Mm. But then you build up like your city and your, your town yeah. as well at the same time that then feeds into the game yeah. so it feels a little bit like you know, like a standard sort of like pc rts kind of thing which yeah. is really weird yeah, you have cool. a choice of yeah. five buildings for your town that you draft from a choice of about nine or ten to begin mm. with that give you access to various things like increased armor but then you also have your deck that goes with your uh your factions um so it's worth having a look at that anyway Dice come into play. Um, so, so the dice are for combat. They have um, a very simplified combat system with uh, bespoke six-sided dice. But when you have your your actual cards, I wonder if we can get a better picture of the cards somewhere. Actually, there's a better picture in the watch. So I'll do oh, this nice. very briefly. Um, the card itself. That's your deck building. I don't want that. I want mm-hmm. fighty fears. <laughs> fighty fears. The best phase. The best fears. <laughs> Skip to... There we go. That's excellent. That's a good place to stop. So you can see you've got like um, three L and four. Yeah. That's attack dice, movement range, and wounds. And the attack dice, when you come to actually attack, you choose to split them. So you're going to go, I'm going to put all three into attack. Or I'll put two into attack and one into defense, and your opponent will do likewise. Um, So you're both rolling the same type of dice. There aren't separate dice for it. You're just looking for successes on the dice. But it means you can, if something's coming at you and you know you haven't got a hope, you can just go full berserk and throw yourself in there to butcher them wholesale. Um, (laughs) And likewise, you can see things like uh, on that sort of crit symbol, he, he receives a wound. Uh, a shield will get like plus two attack until the end of this turn. Nice. So, so the the miniatures themselves have a bit of flexibility within the game. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really really fun game. I really like the miniatures they've done for it, and that is part of the reason we're here. Um, mm. So there's a lot to look at. In fact, if I pull up <laughs> if I pull up things like this, they do constantly add new things new to the oh, to the shores this will be familiar to you kids because you all play video games don't you mm-hmm. on your ataris and the like <laughs> oh, I, I loved this set when we got to look at this it was really oh, cool these are cool you like yeah. <gasps> if you like dad of boy, oh, boy. <laughs> i actually boy. just started playing the remastered version it's very cool, very I, cool. I have no idea what they are about this is a triune and Kaito. Sure. It's about a, a dad and a boy. Atreus. Atreus and Kratos, yeah, yeah. from uh, and God of War, yeah. All, all you'll hear from the bald one is boy. 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 <laughs> boy. Yeah. Voiced by Teal'c. Teal? Teal? Uh, teal. teal? Yeah. From Stargate. Yeah. From oh, Stargate. Right. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that might drag him in. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> experiment into cause... buying a new console. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a Commodore 64. <laughs> I'll have you know I've got an Xbox. Uh, filthy Xbox. Wow. We'll have no console wars here. Say filthy Xbox. I, excuse you. Was Star Wars Knights of the Republic ever released on another console? Very no. True. Therefore, it's the pinnacle of consoles. Neither right was Battle for Middle Earth. And I don't right. need to go anywhere else. So there you go. 
anyway, so apart from apart from uh, things like that that are coming thick and fast, they oh. have various breakdowns and factions. These are the witch hunters, which have got some of the weirdest people you ever see in your life. Apart from your sort of your standard witch hunter types, there are various sort of flavors, some with a, a more oriental theme, some with more, I'm going to say, mm, Tudor-esque steampunk. You know, the, it's, it's yeah. like the Witchfinder General. There he is with his dog. Don't let the fact- very, uh, like, blood bony, which is kind of- I was going to say that. That, that, that face, I'm getting V for Vendetta vibes. Mm. Right. Yeah. I'm particularly- Astounded by the fact that he has wooden stakes instead of scythes on his wheelchair chariot. <laughs> because when you're fighting fighting vampires, there's no point in having steel there. That won't help no. you. Uh, and his cute little doggo as well. Oh. But it's it's things like that um, which make these wow. absolutely beautiful for the game, but yeah, also just for painters as well. These are all mm. resin figures, by the way, um, if people at home are interested in such a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have this... Kind of Bloodborne Van Helsing. Yeah. I'm digging this one. Oh, that's beautiful. Weapon. Yeah, I mean that's that's one step away from sort of Spanish Inquisition style yeah. with the massive hat going on there, but at yeah. the same time could also be Oriental in flavour, and mm-hmm. they yeah, have their right. own own distinct sort of feel and flavour across mm-hmm. the range. Uh, I'm, one of them, I'm, I'm getting Harry Potter vibes off the the big giant axe. <laughs> right. I thought Harry Potter was a schoolboy with glasses, but okay. <laughs> no, no, I mean the the, the series of movies. All right, yeah. that that would make sense too. You're an axe, Harry. You're an axe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that that would make sense to me. But I also like the fact that whenever you get a faction, the factions are not specifically set. It's not human yeah. and elf and dwarf, um, although some of them can be. With the the witch hunters, you have. Oh, all sorts of people. Nice. At, at some point, this fella lost his jaw. Dude, um, that's cool. I mean, punched in the face by a vampire. Yeah. Could have been. I love that he's got a steak rocket launcher, and they with a, uh, a four-barreled Gatling cannon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's the thing that I think was really nice about when we looked at Spellcrow, where they did things with Umbra Tourist, where it was like you make your warband out of the models that you like. Yeah, I like that you've got that similar uh, feeling yeah, going yeah. on with Signum and this stuff, stuff, yeah. Where you can be like, I really like Wolven. Oh, well, awesome. There's probably at least one of them in the kind of faction that you want to go for. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I know I've picked out some other ones, but we can go hunting if people want as well. Um, before we go anywhere else, though, I will jump to Pumpkin Madness. Their undead range is particularly flavoursome. Um, but I, I would like to say the Pumpkin Madness set. Now, these are all available individually on the site but they, they just put them all together uh Very for nice. for fans of halloween let's face it oh, wow. pin up at the top is fabulous oh, with, the, with the the mexican face day, paint done. day of the dead yeah. Yep. yeah 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 i day. like the, the werewolf in the witch's hat that's brilliant the, well, like, it is a lady wolf yeah. i like the little guy staring the pot. Mm. yeah mm. they they have these all over the place and in in the um, Legends of Signum game, you get little tokens, and they are just cardboard tokens that will say things like uh, whatever the name of this pumpkin character is. And you can use that, or if you want, you can go and get the miniature oh, and place cool. it on the tabletop. That's um, and yeah. some of them are absolutely to die for. Oh. The headless ghost there with the yeah. pumpkin on a tray is uh, is very rent ghosty. The crow on the top of that weapon at the top is cool. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, nice little touches that kind of make things, well, they give things that, that added character to draw the eye, which is always yeah. nice to see. Yeah. Uh, Pumpkin madness. But uh, the other one I've picked out is the Plague Doctors. And in here, you get everything from actual sort of European style Plague Doctors jumping around the place to other factions sort of drafted in. So the characters can come nice. from various factions yeah. uh, and on this case we have a very oriental feel with your big yak and mm. yeah but then yeah. still the european style uh plague doctor mask and uh, the rat hanging off the back yeah, several, several rats in a cage it's, that's how you know the plague is coming to town <laughs> if, if the plague doctor isn't bringing plague ridden rats with him then he's not going to have any plague to deal with when he arrives and that's not a way to make money no. <laughs> yeah this is definitely a good business strategy I'm not saying that's what he does, but <laughs> things like that as well with the um, no mask. Oh yeah, as well yeah. from the theater, and then the I'm not sure what the name of that is. I want to say mandolin, but it's probably not. No, no, no. But, it's mandolin, but uh, very, very nice. I, the thing that I always get drawn to with these is mm. the um, the like uniqueness of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the, like obviously they they draw inspiration from a whole range of different places, yeah. both historically and fantasy based. Yeah. Especially with some of their like you know um, yeah. sort of like yeah. more, more recent releases, yeah. but there's always something a little bit different or a little bit kind of like tweaked within the sculpts. Yeah, yeah. So, that it, doctors. so that it's immediately signum. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean they've gone from specifically having a very Rackham style, which yeah. there's still undertones of it in there. Oh yeah, but yeah. but. Over the last five years, they've moved away from that into something that is more their own. And yeah. I mean, you know, he's a delightful fellow there. Right. Look at him administering the plague. I mean, antidote. <laughs> it will help away. you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I, I love the little bishop. <laughs> <laughs> By little bishop, you mean bishop's head on a bunch of rats? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's but ultimate, again, ultimate disguise. But again, yeah. these these would be tokens for the Plague Doctor set that mm-hmm. are cardboard, or mm-hmm. if you want a bit more three dimensional dimensionality oh, you, to your game, you then these. yeah, you want these mm-hmm. sort of things here. And I will finish off the Plague Doctors with the oh, League wow. set. Whoa! Nice. And yes, he has got a very long set of forceps, and he's picking up the rats and placing them in the sack, or taking them out of the sack and daintily placing them in people's houses. <laughs> the choice is yours. You know, ima- imagine him flying across the rooftops, just stopping at a chimney going, and just, there yeah. you go, children. I get it for you. It's, it's how the gift of plague is brought from house to house yeah. on Plague Miss Eve. Uh, but things like this, the very sort of pomp and circumstance, the, the, the huge oh. buffon hair and the, the lace awesome. bodice. And yeah. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, and then you got like- that. Sorry, go on for oh, it. I was going to say, I like how the mask on that one is designed similarly for how she's dressed. Yeah, 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 it's, it's nice got filigree. Yeah, it's got all of the additional detailing that a noble woman would have yes. when going from town to town with her like massive sleeve. carrying some grenades too. Yeah, it's a big plague oh, sensor. Oh, those? Oh, yeah. yeah. They, oh, yeah. They maybe. maybe it's just And then you've got, again, you've got the, the wolfen mixed in there as well, which is yeah. pretty cool. With the so it's like plague yeah. doctor mask. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that's they, that's something I'd like to see more of, actually. If, they, if they've got like a section dedicated to Wolfen, <laughs> well, uh, or is it based well, on? No, no, they, they they do. They have a, a section dedicated to these things. Uh, I thought you'd like to start off though with maybe dwarves playing. Oh, so, heavens so, to Betsy! No one ever, no one ever says let's start with dwarves. So, <laughs> so, so this is the only. Uh, this well, this is the last one I have picked out. But we have here things like a uh, bronze dragonfly. So. A charioteer, uh, Very, like yeah, confrontation dwarves. Yeah. Where, where, where do you want me to go? Although I am opening the bronze dragonfly because it's a really cute model. Yeah. So, uh, there's one there, Lady Spark, the little lady with the twin hammers on sure. the left. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very cool. cool. Let's check out the Thermo Priest as well. It looks pretty Darien cast Thermo Priest, very cool. And then for your Joffrey, yeah. oh, is that keep going, keep going. Oh, no, there isn't. There's one. <laughs> Keep going. That one. Kane Kern, the tunnel builder. Up one. Up, tunnel up, builder. Up, up, up. Up, up. One more. There. Yeah, we go. Okay, okay. Yeah, these are very rackamy. <laughs> mm. uh, very much drawing on that style of them. But also getting like some really weird, like Trudvang like vibes from them as well i'm going to say is... yes but i have no idea what that is it smacks mightily of world of warcraft to me yes yeah well, uh, with the uh the gyrocopters uh, something i love about this sculpt though is they've actually sculpted it so that the cloth on top is being pushed down the way as if he That's is cool. launching it's a mm. it's a small detail but something a lot of sculptors would forget it's a no nice thing. thing to have there and also whilst many flying things were probably snap off and disappear into the void that's got a big chunky jet underneath mm. it that's going to keep it on the base so yeah. <laughs> so all good there. i really like that more places are doing not the stupid see-through stands oh, yeah. Stands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm liking the little lady hammersmith or berserker or whatever <laughs> she is yeah very cool those the boots heels, are made for walking. The, the heels yeah. get the height that she would ordinarily be lacking <laughs> as a dwarf. And also she's rocking Leah's buns as well. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very gorgeous, cool. gorgeous detail in it. <gasps> See this. Wow. Cool. Nice. That's amazing. Is that... So he's riding around on a massive dwarven head that has little cogwheels attached to it. Yeah. Could, could, could be riding around or could mm -hmm. just be standing on, you know, on yeah. top of something yeah. that he's about to uh, launch. And as I always say, the best way to make good dwarf miniatures is to have bloody good beards and or hair. And there you go. Massive oh, yeah. beard. So Look at that mohawk as well. They took it to another level of mohawk. Yeah. Getting fly, fire slayer vibes as well. Yeah. <laughs> Cresting is good, <laughs> and always, always have your. Uh, I was going to say theodolite, but it's not. What Did they this? have a terrain section here? They have a bit of a terrain section. Some of the bits and pieces um, they've started to do both terrain features and basing as well uh, that the are moles. themed to various things. <laughs> so no badger here. Or is it? Or is it a battle mole or a, bat, a battle badger? I can't tell. I think it's a mole because it's, it's, it's a mole. Yeah, the yeah, nose. Yeah. The nose is a bit more forward. Yeah. There's oh. even there's the only way to tell for certain though is to take bits off it, and I'm not taking any of its armor off it. Mm -mm. He looks particularly grumpy. Well, considering that he's a tunnel builder, I presume that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense. It would be a mole because you know, fine, yeah. he'll jump off to hit the big rocks, but the mole just run through the dirt. He's got a big tail on him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's that's such a neat 
way of doing things. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. He's just the detail individually, the keys. Mm. He's got blasting charges and everything on his back. (laughs) Shouting. Yeah. So, uh, terrain then. So, terrain isn't going to be massive. They tend to be sort of set on pieces to go with like the bases, but there are a few nice ones in amongst them. So. If you spell oh, anything other scenery way, elements for the, for the different factions. So yeah. you can kind of like theme things as you're playing That's the game. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I, I need to grab that one because that's always good for laugh. Mm. Oh, I've probably lost a good trade. Is, what is the prisoner one? Someone strapped upside down to a massive X. <laughs> the hell? Right. Have you not seen one of those before? No. <laughs> there they are. That is. So, Poor, poor dwarf, dwarf strapped up to a. Oh no! Oh, it's always that's, the dwarves that get the rough end that, of the stick in it. That, that's yeah. bad day biscuits. Yeah, right. Yeah. You don't know whether or not he asked to be strapped up there. That, yeah. I mean, that's true. Say. Yeah. <laughs> Consent. Oh, they just put it on upside down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. with the little winged things on them. That's a nice looking tree. The eyes yeah. in the tree as well. That's mm. oh yeah. I think they're quite. The thing that I quite like about these is that if you were going to try and use them for something that was kind of Legend of Signum adjacent for like a role-playing game as well, mm-hmm. you could lay things out on the tabletop and then use these as important things for people to go and look at. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they'd be like, oh, what is that tree? Well, now it has a game effect because, you know, you've looked at it and thought of something funky for D&D or something. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. see, even in Wargaming, you see pieces like this, just incidental things that have no impact on the game but just look pretty. They can yeah. really enhance your play. Table dressing. Okay. Table yeah. dressing, yeah. I'd say yeah. siege mantlets and stakes would have a big gameplay effect for yes. archers yeah, out there yeah. anyway. Uh, this is a fair point. Yeah. Mm. Use them for your gunners and stuff to put behind. Very cool. Yeah. That's no mistake, eh? <laughs> and you can always use a cart because a cart can be fantastic for uh, any objective game ever. So, yeah. Fantastic wow, so, so many links open. Oh, so pretty. <laughs> let's, let's kill a few of them. Um Right, if I go to factions, as time is marching on, you want to have a look at the Wolfany people? Yes. There's an alliance of the unicorns? There, there is. So <laughs> Dragon Hunters, I'll pop Dragon oh, Hunters because it's not particularly big. Okay. Um, Scarguard is just the boy and, and dad. Boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the alliance of the unicorn. And these are, again, th- things that came out in, in sets. Um. So... Again, the brownie keeper of the house is another one of those. <laughs> could be a token or could be a guy with a massive tear on his head. Um, the choice that's is yours. Amazing. <gasps> that's oh, the so concept art for concept. it. That's adorable. Mm. It's a beautiful figure as well because I have one. Oh, that's asking to be painted in bright colours. Mm. And notice the pretzel woven into his hat. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so much, so much nicer tea. than a forty mil round token. Yeah, that says oh, yeah. brownie on the top. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the big tierns up there, right up there. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, anybody else spot anyone they want to have a look at in here? Is it solely the wolfen? Am I going to go on pages? This is the faction of the unicorn. The, this is faction of the unicorn. Let's have a look at Amber the Elder because I think that the stance immediately mm. sold me there. The pose. Oops, it is, you do. Cool. Oh, wow, um, that looks like it. Oh, that's All cool. the feathers. Just imagine all those feathers are peacock feathers. 
and with all the time that I will take to paint all the eyes in, I'm just saying. Wet blend with contrast. Just do it that way. How many parrots did he have to hunt down? Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's... Maybe it was just one very big parrot. One one of the things that's always quite hard with doing wolven or werewolves is, and we've talked about this before, is the proportions. Mm. Uh, Because often sometimes you'll get it where like the body's too thin or the head's too big or the head's too small or it doesn't work in the transition between them. I think they've done a pretty good job of of working on that with these and then playing around with ways to kind of like hide the joint, if you know what I mean, or using armour and all kinds of like accessories and stuff like the cloak and things to make it so that you don't notice some of the things that can sometimes be a little bit awkward with werewolves. So, yeah. Yeah, some of them are more dynamic than others, but even when you've got a very restrained Mm -hmm. sculpt like the the hunter there or... Have a look uh, at Tara t- the Moonblade or yeah. the Moon Dancer. Those are oh. very nice. Sneaky very wolf cool. model. Yeah. Man. And are, are you basically, is your bank account crying right now? Yeah. Well, it would be crying even more if I were if they were doing like a 5e supplement or something, in which case I'd have totally valid reasons for buying all these things. <laughs> yeah, no, you wouldn't. Because you mean other than know. just to have the shiny shininess? <laughs> That's a gorgeous pose, though. It really is, yeah. Stunning. You just build up a little bit of a a rooftop, put her on the top as if she's coming in to kill somebody. Great idea. Yeah. Who's Ethar? Oh, the tireless. Ethar, the tireless. Right to the bottom, bottom left. And Goldenfly looks pretty cool. They all look pretty cool. It's all right, Freak. You don't hey. need to eat this month. He's a fantasy football player. He's a bowler. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Use him as your werewolf in your necromantic team. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. Is that a thing they have? Holy they do, yeah. yeah. Oh. Golden flag. That is exceptionally rackham. Um, <laughs> when cool. you take a elven construct and add yeah. fly to it. Yes, those lap. wings would be beautiful. I, I, I'm sensing Jeff Goldblum shivering. <laughs> wow. That's so, yeah. Very different, has to be mm. said. Very much so. Um, yeah. Well worth having a look at them now. They are Ukraine-based, mm-hmm. which I know some people have difficulty getting stuff from the Ukraine or don't want to order because of time constraints, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. they've done a couple of things recently. Okay. Um, one of the things is they started a Signum Workshop as a patron. Oh, neat. So you can get yeah. these nice. as uh, what you call STL files. STL, STL files. Instant delivery. That's mm. cool. Um, That's a great idea. And also, so things like the vampire hunters that we looked at were on this last month, I think. So it's they're literally, this populates the web store now as well. So if you want to get nice. them in resin uh, direct from the Ukraine, you can do that. If you want to print yourself, you can get involved here and see, you know, some of the stuff they're working on. Crikey. In this case, uh, Winged Vampire Bats, which is, well, they're on the store already, but if you're a uh-huh. fan of the real Ghostbusters, you may remember that Halloween episode where vampires and werewolves in a little village ended up becoming <laughs> winged vampire werewolf bat things. It was amazing. I'm, I'm loving the dead man's party down the bottom. Yeah, around the table. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good a good look for them. Um, really cool. So, yeah. so if you are interested in seeing what's upcoming or getting them for yourself, you can do it via the patron, nice. uh, which is just Signum Games. If you want to see what the quality is like, I think there's a free one on the regular website. Uh, if you subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. 
So that's awesome. That's you nice. can get a gypsy dancer. That lady. Which I think we have one in the studio from when they, they uh produced the first she's part of oh, the initial cool. box set. Mm-hmm. Um but they've also recently teamed up with uh 3D print shop in the UK. So nice. if you don't have a 3D printer uh and maybe don't want to order directly from them because of the charges that are currently kicking around because of that exit word you can buy them printed from the uk from workshop.signumgames.com and this is everything that's on their main site slash patron will be going on here it's not all on already they are populating Mm -hmm. it uh, as we go along um but uh, currently there are 10 pages worth of stuff and it's uh, oh, yeah, these it's, mounts it's, are beautiful. It's worth a look at. Mm. I mean, that's it's got blow dart. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So that's one of the forest shadows, which is just really nice. That's fantastic. Not that I was hunting around on this website, <laughs> I knew it was in there on that page or anything. Brand new information. This is mm. <laughs> but th- there's I a whole host. Thing. There's so much we haven't got through from your sort of your standard humans to your more weird and wacky. And again, this is fellow that we have oh yeah we definitely have him yep uh, the other lady is standing beside him on the shelf mm-hmm. or this stilt walking Ooh, fellow that's cool which is good if you happen to be you know fighting either something very very tall like a dragon or mm. maybe you're fighting in and around venice <laughs> i i really like the idea that this is a sport um, oh, still jousting! Yeah, they each ha- each have to stand on stilts and duel each other. I think that would be great. <laughs> it's, it's a good way to go. Yeah, or this if you're like just... fighting a troll, I shall poke your eyes, sir. Exactly. This is, this is just how we avoid the plague. He walks too high, so it's not going to yeah. Uh, just just get away, though. Yeah. I'm above the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> also, they break things down based on the League of Signum games uh, factions. Oh. But if you're not playing League of Signum, if you're one of those filthy role players who plays incorrectly with miniatures, <laughs> they've also broke it down by class and race. So you can go, I need a barbarian, I need an assassin. And um, it will show them all regardless of what race they happen to be from. Nice. nice. So you get them that way as well. If you're interested in laying your hands on some weird and wacky uh, fantasy yeah. stuff from Signum Games. Oh, There's yeah. several ways you can do it. That's me spent for my indie of the week. I'm yeah. going to go and have a lie down now. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the motherfucking news. <laughs> so we're starting off with the folks from Battlefront Miniatures, uh, mm. who've been doing some funky stuff with the community over the last couple of weeks. Uh, so they have launched what's called Operation Oranverin. I'm going to say that's how it's, that's how it's pronounced. Uh, and this is a choose-your-own-adventure-style campaign, which I know is probably going to confuse a couple of people, but I'm going to go into it. So mm. what they have been doing, is they've been talking to the community who have been coming up with missions, which are then voted on that they then play out mm-hmm. in their studio and delve into a large campaign following the Americans trying to stop the nuclear project by the Germans during World War II. They have already played out one of the battles, which was over the last weekend, which they did an awesome job on live streaming it via Twitch and stuff like that. You can actually watch the VOD on YouTube as well, which is pretty cool. 
But every week for the next little while, they're going to be doing the same kind of thing, where during the week, they will accept submissions for the mission type, and they even have a big thing set up so that you can plot out your missions and the objectives and all that kind of thing. Got a nice little map that you can look at and sort of plot right. out deployment zones and things, which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And then towards the tail end of the week, they'll start opening voting on the missions that they're going to play. And then on the weekend, they're going to actually play the game, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so they've been doing some really fun, fun things with this. It's a really nice way to get the community engaged and diving into something that's a little bit sort of different uh, from their normal stuff that they've been doing over the last couple of months. Mm. And uh, yeah, a really nice little way to dive into World War II with Battlefront. There. I also like the fact that they're opening up and going, show us what you've got. Show, show us what scenarios you would create, because scenarios are always a big thing, especially um, for World War II and doing a set of narrative ones, especially behind the German nuclear program, is really interesting. For me, the most interesting thing on this page was actually way down at the bottom, oh. where they actually give you the table layout that you can download so you can make your own um, deployment zones and mission setups and things like that. So when you're actually generating your your table, even if you're not doing it specifically for this, just having access to that as a resource is really nice. I really like that because it's not just go off and make a scenario. Mm. It's just kind of, here's everything you can to help you. We really want to get you involved in our game system. Let's explore it together kind of thing. That's nice. See, Flames of War campaigns are always really fun. I remember we actually did a a rule set here in the office when we had a a Team Yankee boot camp on. I think we actually did, uh, you know, like post-nuclear launch rules with Phil Yates, which was really fun. I imagine there wasn't many people left on the tabletop after the (laughs) post-nuclear launch. Well, it it, it, (laughs) did a lot of tanks, not much infantry. Yeah. There's a lot of things you could play around with in the historical thing because that tends to be focused more towards kind of like narratives and scenario building and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty cool thing for them to play yeah. around with. The and question then, is, oh, I was going to say they could then nick those later on down the line and put them into a supplement. There we go. <laughs> That's one way of doing it. I'm just wondering how many German scientists you're going to have to kidnap slash save. <laughs> well, it depends. They're, they're doing it based around Telemark and the heavy water plant, yeah, um, which is good because there's a fantastic film about that and there's a terrible film about that and I love them both <laughs> equally so you know if you have the chance, with things. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you have the chance to watch the heroes of Telemark you should and if you want to actually know what the heroes of Telemark were really like look for the Norwegian film from uh-huh. the 1950s okay. that actually starred some of the Norwegian commandos who wow. went into the bridge oh, wow. yeah, that's impressive it's an excellent film and that's much more accurate it is the better <laughs> one the other one the other, one's, the other one stars uh, Kurt Douglas Oh, accurate. Himself. Highly accurate. Highly, highly accurate. But yeah, so apart from uh, nuclear water in World War II, um, we've a bit of fantasy to look at. Oh. Yeah, so uh, Seb Games have been putting together their Battle Havoc line for, I think it's a couple of years now. Uh, they started off with the Battle Havoc rules back in, I think it was 2019, and they've been working on it throughout this year as well. And they're going to be putting towards, well, this has all been working towards a new edition of the game and also this battle box, which you can see here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Battle Havoc itself, I've not dived into the rules too deeply, but it's a game that can be played on a sort of scale agnostic scale, I guess. So you can play it as you can play it as small as 10 mil or as high as 28 mil because it's all based on the base sizes that you use. Um, the actual set that you see there, which is that battle box that's going to be coming out very, very soon as part of their pre-orders, um, is based on 28 mil miniatures. Mm-hmm. It's very old hammer inspired. Um, it's been designed so that you, you know, have let's say five to ten units 
well, miniatures in a unit, but that then represents hundreds of figures, for example. So it's slightly abstracted in that sense. Obviously, if you're going for smaller scales, it would become more sort of in line with the numbers of troops that you're using on the tabletop. Um, But as I say, they've been working on this for a little while. They've got the core rules that you can download and have a look at. They've got all their previous army lists from the last edition of the game. And they've also got like a little bit of a compendium as well that you can go and check out too, which kind of allows you to dive in and play around with the rules and decide on your own army lists and that kind of thing. All of it's available, as you can see there, for free in PDF form. So you can just go and check it out, download it all and give it a go. But if you want to dive into it and get, you know, the physical rule book and everything like that, you can also just go and check out that battle box when it comes up for pre-order as well. Um, like so yeah, it. a nice little one, especially if you're into your old hammery stuff. So. That does look like it's been designed with nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also, I mean, the four-page primer there gives you a rough idea. You're playing this on 100 centimetres by 75. So this is yeah. kitchen table style. Um, nice. And then you can drop it down if you want to drop it down. Um, I also like the fact that it has a command phase mm. uh, because games of this ilk where you're commanding units rather than individuals really benefit from a command phase um, because sometimes units won't do what you need them to do when they're on the tabletop. Um, (laughs) But the fact that they have a reaction move in there is great because sometimes it suffers. And I've had this conversation with people before over Napoleonic rule sets that you have an opposing unit in front of you that may have fired at you and then you fluff your command rule and then you have to stand there and take another turn of shooting. They wouldn't in real life. So being able to have a, a reaction where even even if things go badly wrong you can either run away or charge you know yeah. it's not the full gamut of options available but you still are not left high and dry when things don't go your way yeah. um, and i think at the very end of this you get a sort of a scale uh yeah there we go so suggested scales for your frontages so if you're playing with 28 mil you'll mostly be playing on either 20 square or 25 square so three-man frontage um for your 28 mils is fine 40 mil for 15 or 10 is perfect for anybody into whamster fantastic battles (laughs) dbx systems if you have historics and things like that already you know it's you're already halfway there it's particularly good for warmaster with the 40 by 20 is pretty much let's face it it is it is just warmaster yep basic right there (laughs) um but yeah it's it's a nice little I've only had a look through the primer. I haven't had a look through the full rules, but it, it seems to cover quite a lot of the stuff. And I'm kind of getting more and more into my uh, smaller scale unit battles at the moment. I mean, I I'm, sure you've got, I'm sure you've got some in storage, Jerry. I'm sure you've got some. Might have done, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm digging the fact that they've got weather in the game. I can see that, can <laughs> yeah. see that on Sunday. <laughs> little 10 mil building. Yeah, they've done some really fun stuff with this. Right? I think um, a lot of people were talking about the miniatures and something mm-hmm. as well. They're based on, um, is it Black Tree Designs? I think it's Black Tree Designs. Yeah, so yeah. they've got the license to create them, so they've really got that old hammer feel of it. And as you say, they're just in like playing around mechanically with the game. They feel like they've taken a lot of sort of old hammery things and then mm-hmm. bolted on a bunch of new stuff as well to try and make it as, you know, as big a game as possible, mm-hmm. you know, that's also free, which is great it, it depends yeah. how close to reality do you want the model for the the mechanics oh, exactly. you're going to throw in you know yeah. so there there has to be a little bit of a abstraction there you know and mm. fine sometimes it might not line up with what something might actually do but it's it's a game at the end of the day if We're it provides a good fun. game that's the main thing yeah, yeah. 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 we're having fun that's all we care about 
I would also point out that um, as well as that battle box, which we saw there, there was a couple of other images showing off some painted yeah. sets there. So that's their Dwarven Expeditionary Force and their Orc Warband that they've done as well. Uh, but they also are working on expanding out their kind of lizard folk range. Mm -hmm. And they're also, I think it was recently in the last couple of months, started putting some wood elves into the mix as well. Nice. Um, so if you're interested, interested in playing around with the different factions, they do have lists for a whole bunch of different things on there. So they've got Undead and that kind of thing too. Mm -hmm. So kind of like all the staples that you'd need in the fantasy world. World. Um, but the two sort of the dwarven faction and the and the orc and goblin faction are very much more fleshed out and the others are sort of slowly coming to life yeah. as they go but the game is effectively miniature agnostic in that respect so you can just use whatever the hell you want and play around with it so so it's the best way all good in the hood i believe you could say yeah yeah oh boy down with kids jerry <laughs> i down with I kids feel, indeed I, I feel like an old man <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on from uh, land-based fantasy, we're going to take a uh, sort of dip in the ocean waves, and Mantic have been working on their Twiglet Kin. This is uh, uh, only available at Christmas in yeah. big bags that you eat half of them and you left you leave the rest of the year. So what? You then super glue them together to make your new fleet. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that is the Twiglet Kin. Uh, so the uh, Twilight are elves who have gone wrong. Um, and become a bit too enthralled slash fallen to uh, the nightmare faction in the world of Panathor. And as you can see from their ships, this sort of extends to all things where nightmares are sort of becoming reality on board these ships. They, they, they look a little bit bitey. They are a little <laughs> bit bitey. That is probably an ideal way to put it, as they, uh, the sort of the Night Stalker flavors mm. the ship. So of an interesting concept for them not specifically the fact that the nightmare realm has sort of come to reality because it's sort of all pervasive already but the fact that i know they are working on elven ships the fact they've decided not to go with the elven ships just mm. monsterfied uh, but instead use human fleets uh, is a little bit different and unexpected from them but i do like what they've they've started to put together so there's um going to be the same as the other fleets a standard core fleet plus a booster mm -hmm. and then within them you'll get uh things like this the butcher so um it's one of the the larger sort of more brutal ships with a lot of broadsides on it yeah. um they are also uh the, the cannonades they're called in Black Seas, uh, which the game has developed from, um, but they're uh, they're close close weapons. They are brutal and brutal deluxe. So they've got four per broadside. So if anybody <laughs> gets up close, they will get a hammering. Not right. much in the way of long range weapons for any of these ships, um, mm -hmm. or indeed the flyers, which work like the little sloops. Um, right. But the idea behind them is. When you get up close and personal, you will do all of the damage. Um, so you can see things like this black ship here with the spiky face on it is an impaler. I don't think it's in the core. Oh, it is in the core fleet as well. That's okay. Do so, you know what would have made that creepier if it was made out of bones? Well, there, there are, there's plenty of undead kicking around. In this case, it's just reality warping nightmares. But yeah. the, impaler, um, the impaler gets up close is very good at ramming, although you're not going to do it often because you will go away. But uh, once once you've engaged somebody, you can actually force them to uh, anchor, which then allows all the rest of your fleet to pounce on them because there won't be any breaking away. Um, they'll, they get sort of slowed down. So it's very much close combat orientated, uh, yeah. not quite as beady as the orc fleet is, uh, but at the same time, they have a, a nice mixture of sort of 
crushing combat strength when they do get in there and also uh, sort of devastating broadsides as well. So it's fascinating to see these coming because they haven't actually, they've written the list, but they haven't done any miniatures beyond the Night Stalker side for the Twilight King. Um, so this is giving us an idea of kind of possibly what we might see when the the range actually sort of hits the tabletop because they'll be Probably able to blend through Vanguard first. Yeah, yeah, they'll be able to blend the elves uh, with the nightmares and uh, and obviously keep the purple theme because that will keep you on board then free. I imagine. I told you, it's Lavender. Lila. It's Lila. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all, I will all say, look, all look the same. I'm liking the the little like fin seals on the side because you can imagine the ships just closing those to do a tighter turn to stay on target yeah yeah i i love those flyers whenever we see flyers come up from armada i really Mm. really like yeah so they're they've been added in along with the the full twilight fleet rules um are in sea of flame um the supplement but it also includes the new rules for flyers in armada and they do work like the sort of the tiny sloops so uh very nimble not going to pack much of a punch, but they can really harry your opponent. And when you've got things like the Twilight Kin fleet that either reduces people's combat ability or just stops ships dead, then harassing and harrying is really the way to go. Who's next? Uh, we have Games Workshop. We've got something fancy and new coming up for pre-order this weekend. Uh, so as you may have seen in our unboxing and across all of the internet to do with tabletop wargaming, <coughs> Kill Team Octaris is going to be available for pre-order this weekend. Uh, this will come with the aforementioned and shown and previewed over dozens and dozens of articles, Death Corps <coughs> of Krieg, Veteran Guardsmen for you to use in your games, as well as the new Orc Commando set, which will then get bolted on to the regular 140,000 Orc release in the future as well. Included in the set, you're also going to get um, a bunch of Orcified terrain for you to use during your Kill Team games, specifically based around, obviously, the Death Corps of Krieg and the Orc Commandos, because right. that's kind of like the fluff of that, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to have all the tokens and everything else you need, including those funky new measuring devices, which I'm sure everyone's happy with. Um, no. <laughs> we'll get we'll get on to Justin's thoughts on this in a moment. But in addition to the kind of like core boxed game, and I should stress this again, this is a boxed game. It is not a starter set because while it has everything that you can start the game with, it is not going to be around forever. This will, they're currently doing something where a little bit like Indomitus, where if you pre-order one, you will get one at some point, but this is not the starter set and they will probably do something in the future later on down the line. But they're also going to be selling the rulebook and the compendium separately, which will include the core rules for Kill Team and also all of the wars, well, the data sheets, I think they call them, or data Mm. slates for all of the different Kill Teams. They're also going to be selling all of the, uh, kind of like spec ops cards as well which you use for your objectives in the game they're going to be selling the dice and then all the measuring components and the tokens and everything like that as well so if you don't want or get the octarius box then there are still options for you to go in and buy everything you need and that suspiciously placed set of measuring tools there mm-hmm. um, for use in your games uh, mm-hmm. but yeah uh, you, Justin you and John unboxed it uh, this week uh, and yeah. you have thoughts <laughs> so uh, well, I, I can, right, in the video, John took about 20 minutes to explain what was wrong. Mm-hmm. I can do that very, very quickly. Number one, John feels that the the layout for the orc sprue is absolutely god-awful. Right. Because you will have, you have three sprues to build your orcs, and they're across, basically, components for one miniature are across all three sprues, but all uh, three sprues okay. are lettered to be the same ones, or like spruce C, I think it is. Right. Which made the build a bit of a nightmare for him. 
Uh, the aesthetics for the Death Corps of Krieg. Personally, I love all the miniatures that are in this kit. They look fantabulous. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah. Uh, John just thinks there's a little bit of a design change from the Forge World ones he has seen to what's in this right. box, and I think that's throwing him a little bit. Mm-hmm. For myself, right, Jerry, you see that widget that you had up? Yep. Suspiciously yeah. placed widget in that particular <laughs> shape, yes. Yes. <laughs> But I'm going to say this to anyone. If you are picking up this box set when you are trying to learn the rules, keep that widget next to you because otherwise you will get confused to buggery and back. Mm. They've changed what should have been a number into a symbol system. Mm. And it's so confusing to read through the book. They're constantly bringing up the symbols and it's, they show it to you once at the beginning of the core rule section. That's it. That's all you get. You know, there that you have one little conversion table. It's like being back in like math class in high school. If you mm. lose the key for converting the mathematical probability <laughs> or equation you're working on, you're screwed. Get your algebra in. Yeah. <laughs> well, pretty much. Uh the other thing is just the way the book's written was very jarring for me, just trying to read through right. it. Because I've I've read through the rules. I think I could sit down and play the game reasonably well now. Mm-hmm. But even something like the the way they say turning points instead of just turns. Mm. It, it it was it's kind of a bugbear thing. Just call it a turn. Just give me numbers. Yeah, it is an interesting thing. It seemed uh, a lot of. I've watched a couple of videos on this as well, and obviously I watched you guys doing the unboxing. Un- unboxing the unboxing. <laughs> they, they, they've botched the game now. Uh, so I've watched you guys do the unboxing. Obviously, seen a couple of videos online and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the 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 case remains the same across pretty much all of it. Where you say like the game can be played and it could be a lot of fun, and there's some really nice stuff in there, especially when it comes to the kind of campaign based element of things. I think they've hurdles to entry. Yeah, they've really pushed that. But there's a couple of things where they've kind of just changed things seemingly for the sake of being different rather than just keeping things like inches and yeah, well, I mean, and that kind of I, thing. I can kind of understand what they're trying to do with it now that I've had a day to think about it because it's basically a movement point-based system, right? Yeah. You'll have X number of movement points and you'll have your movement limit, which they've mm-hmm. converted to symbols for some ungodly known reason. Well, Instead not everybody going, uses Arabic numerals. That is true. <laughs> Yeah. Some people use twigs, maybe. I don't know. Enough, Saga players use twigs. It could have been explained far, far simpler. Just going, you have movement points, and here's the movement limit. If you don't use up everything in your movement point, it's wasted, it's lost. Yeah. Let's there's, move on. There's been some interesting points raised around that, actually, because a lot of people have been talking about how, like, I mean, it's it's not new. Like, for example, we've mm-hmm. talked about Saga does small, medium, and large. It takes yeah. away the idea from the inches. Yeah. Star Wars uses you know, small, medium, large as well, basically with the movement system for that. It just, I think for a lot of people, it was very jarring because obviously it's got 140,000 in the box and Mm -hmm. people kind of expect a 140,000 game to have some kind of similar elements in it mechanically that will allow you to come across. Mm -hmm. And of course, some of that is still there. Uh, And I personally, I'm happy that they were like, we're going to try and redesign this and have a good crack at it. But there are just a few things there, which as you say, kind of like smack of like, it's yeah, so you changed that because of, of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of it's it's the conveyance of it. I had to read the thing like five times just to get my head around it. Mm. So I, I think I could safely call myself a veteran gamer now. <laughs> a veteran gamer having to do that, read five times the same thing to understand it. Yeah. Not well, so great. And imagine a new player that's never had the, the concept of a war gaming mm-hmm. mechanic in their head before. It's going to blow their minds. So, so this doesn't use the same rules that Kill Team uses then? So this is an con- entirely redesigned version of Kill Team. Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's not. Yeah. So we obviously Kill Team was, what, 2019, 2020? Mm-hmm. Well, 2019 and most of 2020, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, and that was basically a new version of that game. And I think there'd been some mm-hmm. stuff before that as well. But that has been completely redesigned in this one. 
uh, where they've changed a lot of things. They've taken out some they've taken out some mechanics as well. Um, so morale is no longer uh, an issue. Um, so you know how sometimes it'd be like, oh, now my guys just run away. Yeah, they've tweaked things and played around with that. So there's more mission specific things. They've also brought in a lot of stuff from the existing editions of 40k and like Age of Sigmar as well, where you can play mm. the game in different ways. So you've got open, right. matched, and narrative play. Um, and from what I've seen of the of the game, anyway, I think the massive focus on this isn't is is for it to be played in that campaigny fashion, similar to kind of what they did with Warcry, mm-hmm. where they're kind of looking at it and being like, yeah, you can play it a whole bunch of different ways. You can play it at tournaments, etc., etc., etc. But the real meat of this game comes in the campaign element of this. And while there might be a bunch of stuff that they've fallen down on, or kind of like a design principle side of things, I think the campaign elements of this seem really really fascinating and for someone like me anyway who like wants to play 40k but as you can see by my elder behind me doesn't really want to build a massive list full of tanks and all sorts of different weird things right just want to play with like a squad of men or women or whatever then this is a really fun little game to dive into i think and i think there's going to be a lot of people who will really enjoy this i just think there's going to be as justin and john have said a couple of hurdles for people just to get over that line kind of thing so If I'm understanding you correctly, then, Justin, it will say on your card, your Death Corps of Krieg have a pentagram move, and a pentagram move can be made up of a triangle, circle, square. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yes. The the thing that I, the way that it was explained in the book is so uh, one of the orc commanders will have three circle movement, right? Right. So three increments of circles. Yeah, circles, the big. You can use any of the other increments. But every time you make a move, you must make a minimum usage of move of that two inches. If you don't use the entirety of that, it's lost. Get it? So say you just needed to move an inch to get around a corner. Well, that's one of your movement points used. You have two left. Okay. So it's it's an incremental movement system. But there are things I do like about the system as well. I love how they've done close combat in this, which is very different. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so you've got like a parrying mechanic in it, which, which well, is reminiscent of Inquisitor, which is cool. <laughs> well, it's, it's a strike and parry system. So you both roll your attack dice at the same time, right? Mm. And then you will alternate on single dice, deciding what to do with it, whether you're going to strike or you're going to parry. Yeah. And that's really interesting because let's say we're both rolling five dice, right? I get three hits. My friend gets five. I'll look at that and go, well, I can't actually kill you with my three hits if I was striking, striking, striking. But what I can do is I can parry three of yours survive this and we'll go again so there's a nice control to the combat see what i think's confused me more than anything with this is because obviously i've been keeping an eye on this what's going on is that obviously this isn't set up as ben said as a starter set but they have changed so much that it could have been to a point to introduce these new rules to introduce the new so it's almost like a not even an entry level product well it's it's over 100 quid so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with a changed rule set that isn't yeah that's it i don't it's, yeah it, it's, but, it's 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 it very much feels like a game that's been made for people that are already in if you know what i mean uh because you'll probably already have a collection and if you don't want right. to buy the death core and, and the or commandos just go and use your old stuff and just buy the rule book effectively that's 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 the way yeah. I do it, so. honestly it's for me the the biggest thing is it's the way the rule book's written is where it's falling down for me just the language it's not it, yeah the language not the actual mechanics themselves it's the way it's being conveyed to players is the mm. fall down point for this so basically all i'll say is 
brace yourself, work through it, and it should be a fun game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do some work, and it'll be great. No, but like uh, uh, we, as as we have said, there are there are nuances and balances to this one. I think I think there are plenty of really good points about it. Still, Ooh. lots of things that are, need to be tweaked and changed. But it wouldn't be a Games Workshop product if it didn't have issues. <laughs> I think, especially when it came to the rule side of things. So, so Kilton Octorius is going to be available for pre-order this weekend. Or the same, so you'll be able to order it over on store.ontable.com. Ding. Mm. And as I say, they're doing this um, similar system to Indomitus. So if you don't get it this weekend or well next week, then you will get it at some point. Or you could help us reach 100k subscribers, mm. and get your own copy of it, and have your own Death Call of Krieg and all commanders. <laughs> and if you manage to do it quickly. So if we get that 1,000 subscribers really, really, really quickly in the next couple of days or weeks, then you'll have it before loads of other people as well, which is just fantastic. Yeah, so, true yeah. story. Dan. So, yeah. But I would imagine you're going to have to watch out for more from Kill Team because this seems like something they're going to be supporting for a while, especially if they're putting this much effort into getting people the boxes, uh, unlike certain games. Um, so if this does stick around for a while, I would imagine we're probably going to see a lower cost start set in the future hopefully to help people out as you say free uh, and maybe some sort of like bespoke boxes that they'll do as well which will kind of give you a squad in a box so you won't have to go and pick out a whole bunch of different things from different collections and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so we shall see how it goes we shall see how it goes. one last bit of advice yes uh read your rule book and the octaris book before you start building because in the octaris book the campaign book that comes with this set it actually tells you what the basic loadout is for the squad in that book if you want to play oh. those missions, because well, otherwise you, you can build these wrong, because everyone in the boxes, I believe, has two options. Well, there we go. Yeah. Top tip. Mm. <laughs> read. <laughs> read. Always read. Read the funny read, word squiggles. Read, read the stuff before you start building the stuff. It's good. Yeah. Words to live by. Ben, <sighs> we are going to go back to Tiny Fantasy for one last bit of news. Of course we are, because... As if anyone who saw the Cult of Games XLBS last week, I've been mm. diving into the world of 10mm, which has filled Jerry with glee. Yeah. Uh, uh, but printing in detail have been doing some funky stuff once again. Um, as people will know, they've worked with companies like Forest Dragon in the past to do their amazing Wood Elves in 10mm. Uh, now they're working with a company called Mini Rat, who have a fantastic patron, which we'll look at in a second as well, to bring forth the empire of man to the tabletop, which, of course, is very reminiscent. In fact, looks very similar to the Empire from Warhammer Fantasy Battles. So if you're going to be diving okay. into a little bit of kind of war mastery and or fantastic battles on the tabletop, mm. maybe even a little bit of battle havoc, these would be pretty cool for you to go and check out. Um, so to begin with, they have managed to pick up everything that I think Minirat have done over, I think mm-hmm. it's the last couple of months. And so the, the, the premise is that printing in detail, then take those STL files. Instead of you having to print them yourself, you can just grab them as raw physical loveliness, as you see here, and drop them onto the tabletop and start painting and having fun with them. So they have got a couple of different heroes. Mm-hmm. They have an Empire General, Carl Franz. <laughs> they have an Empire Wizard, Balthazar Geld. <laughs> uh, they also have all the different core troops that you'll need to start playing the game. So you have halberdiers, you have handgunners, you have detachment regiments, you have Empire Knights. Uh, sort of white clanders if you want there as well mm, Reichsguard awesome. Reichsguard mm. sorry uh, I would love to see them do things like Knights Panther and the Knights of the Wolf and everything oh Knights of more. yes yes more, more comes on the tabletop uh, they've also got artillery pieces that they've been working on Why? they've got flagellants for those people that want to do a slightly more Sigmarite style mm. army following the rise of faith into battle and they've also got as Justin uh, exclaimed, exclaimed about steam earlier tank. the wonderful steam tank there I think it's a joy to behold Stam <laughs> tank I mean, I'm not sure what the ventilation's like in there if you're having to spend a few weeks on campaign 
<laughs> Probably terrible, especially because no one washes in the old world. <laughs> they don't um, want to catch a chill. Are you trying to murder them, giving them a bath? Of course. Uh, I will point out um, that there are a couple of additional options that are previewed here in these pictures uh, <laughs> over on the web store. They've got the things like the detachments and stuff as well there too. So if you want to go and check those out, you can mm. indeed do so. Um, it's a lovely set of figures. Oh, it it's is. lovely. So they've leaned it's into the 10 milliness of it, though, with the big heads. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I think for a lot of people that are maybe trying to plug the gaps in their Warmaster armies, yeah. Jerry, <laughs> uh, this is uh, pretty cool. And they have been designed basically to fit yeah. that mold. Uh, is in is this why you've included this? Just to taunt me? Yes. I will say they've got the worst of all possible. Um, Grand Balthazar Gelt is an asshole. So <laughs> yes, he, was, he was just terrible. I'm trying to remember the name of the one who preceded him and should have stayed because he never got a miniature. And then they came along with this gold mask clown. And mm. but anyway, you know, well, don't we'll, worry, they'll we'll, include we'll, another we'll, asshole soon in Voltmar the Grim. Probably is Voltmar coming? I hope you. I hope you will. <laughs> no, they've already, soon. Grapes from the old world. Yeah. Uh, they have also, as, as Jerry's checking out here, mm. got a Patreon page. Don't, so this don't is, mind me. So this is. <laughs> This is Mini Rats uh, Patreon. Um, so if you want to get your hands on the STL files uh, for all of these different characters and print them off at home yourself, then you can, of course, do that. As there you can see. There's Pegasus as well. Is that yeah. 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 So it's um, Deathclaw. Deathclaw, yeah. I, I, I'm just looking at the multi-barrel rotating cannon piece. Hellblaster Volleygun. Hellblaster Volleygun. Yeah. Von Meinkopf's Verling Cavalcade of Death. <laughs> Absolutely amazing until it blows up in your face. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just like a Skaven engineer would do. <laughs> yeah. On uh, the subject of Skaven engineers, obviously that we're seeing a lot of Empire here, which is fantastic. He is called Mini Rat, though. Has he done Mini Rats? Just oh, like no, scrolling. No. Oh. Don't mind um, me. Talk amongst yourselves. But yeah, so um, <laughs> one of the things that I saw when I was looking at this um, initially was that was. I saw the flagellants and I was like, oh my God, this will be the perfect opportunity for me to do my Sigmarite cult war army that I'd been wishing to do in 28 mil for the yeah. longest, longest time. They're now going to do a, a warrior priest for that. So you can have your Luther Huss nice. leading the way, which is pretty badass. Go hunt down some beastmen and find the uh, the chosen one who's not Bolton. the chosen one anymore. Yeah, <laughs> You know, Jerry, it, it, what you're looking for might be hidden behind his Patreon wall. That is very Hello. true. But, you know, generally... You have to become a Patreon. Yeah, generally, if they're doing something like Rats or like the Empire, then they'll at least give you a teaser in there. I'm going right back to the start, because I imagine if he's done Rats first, that's where yeah. they'll be. yeah. Um, Otherwise, but yeah. but yeah, so the the nice thing about these as well is that while these are by a different um, designer, they actually work really nicely in terms of scale with a lot of stuff that Printing in Detail has already been mm. working on with the likes of Forest Dragon and stuff. So if you like the the look of their Wood Elves and the Vampire Counts and the Bretonians and all that kind of stuff that they've done so far, then this is a really nice sort of addition to that. You can also use it alongside a lot of the stuff from Excellent Miniatures as well, who have obviously done a lot of stuff. And I think I believe they even produce some of these themselves as well yeah. from mini rats. So if you're looking to dive into 10 mil and play around with stuff, mm. you have a schmuggers board of options. Um, I will also point out, as people said in the comments to the XLBS like last weekend, yes, I know that 10 mil has been around for a while. Yes, I know that Pendraken does 10 mil, and I know that it's really good. <laughs> I am aware. <laughs> I'm just saying stop these are freaking them. dope. <laughs> so I won't stop them. No, exactly. I'm not seeing it here. I thought I had spotted it. Maybe I hadn't. These yeah. are all on strips, so they're very yes. uh, yeah. war mastery. I thought I seen them individually. Um, excellent. As well. 
excellent sometimes do versions of them where they are on individual yeah. pool bases um so it may be the case that you'd be able to find some of those for yeah, making well, dioramas and larger play. sort of well, like vignettes and that kind of thing so. some people are also playing mini hammer where they literally play warhammer yeah. fantasy in 10 mil with individual based miniatures for figure removal because you know some people just like to watch the world burn <laughs> yeah you know some some people well, are just not seeing any rats maybe maybe the rats are coming afterwards the key is start with the humans because if you mess those up it's not a rat i think yeah <laughs> you'll find that on patreon.com forward slash mini rat mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all one word no hyphen mm-hmm. which is very important yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. they are they are a lovely set of figures i don't need any flagellants i think i've got enough flagellants yeah. i will also um, say that we, and knights though we have done uh unboxings of the stuff that printing in detail did for mm. for forest dragon so mm-hmm. you're interested in the quality because one of the things a lot of people see with this is like how did they print it that amazingly? Is that just yeah. 28 mil and they're lying? Well, Jerry shows off the, the mm. Wood Elf stuff and, and sort of dives into it. No. They do come with all the uh, structural supports still attached. So snip, snip. It, yeah, so it's up to you to remove those when they arrive. Um, and that way, at least, if there's any breakages, it's on you. Just like Justin with Danglers, we'll get the clippers out. That's yep. the, uh, that's the... <laughs> bring it back an old joke <laughs> Auckland long rifle nice yeah it used to be an upgrade for your imperial trips not in Warhammer just in regular Warhammer yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. I yeah. love you Ben I'm so glad you brought them to me <laughs> <laughs> I give us and I don't, and I don't take Jerry. away no you so, don't yeah. you know, <laughs> other people then take my money away so that sort of sure. accounts for that <laughs> anyway uh, but that's us for the news a wholesome set of bits and pieces to get you going I think that's whet our appetite for a little bit more in the way of 3D printing. Alrighty, Ben, who have you found for us for this week? Uh, so this week was one that was kindly gifted to me by the algorithm that is Facebook. Um, and this is Highland Minis. Uh, that we want to check out for some 3D printing goodness. Uh, so, yeah, stumbled on this, as I say, just because scrolling through social media and because I click on everything to do with miniatures, the algorithm gives me more miniatures. <laughs> uh, and so this one was really fun to actually dive into. Uh, and it was a little bit of a surprise. I'd never really heard of these guys before, but um, they do some really funky stuff. Uh, I guess the overall sort of broad theme for them would be historical but also fantasy could be used for both probably slightly more leaning to fantasy mm. genre um so yeah <laughs> uh, they've also they've done some really funky stuff including as jerry is showing off here some very nice monty python-esque miniatures um i love that they even added in particular elements for magnets to be used mm. so that you that. can in game on the tabletop cut off his arms <laughs> and give him a butter scratch Nice. <laughs> um, paint the big red boar's head on his exactly. tablet and away you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if we go back to kind of like the main sort of mm. overall overarching screen, you'll see kind of basically what we, they've, they've been doing recently. Um, I'd say that a lot of this stuff is very much focused towards those people that want to put together kind of like quirky, medieval, slightly Bretonian style armies. They have a lot of knights on horseback, squires, um, valiant maidens and kings and pegasus knights as you can see here so Mm. if you're very much in the mood to try and bring back this feel to your 28 millimeter fantasy games or perhaps even prepare for the old world in 
probably a billion years, mm. uh, then these are definitely ones that you want to go and check out and dive into. Um, the proportions are decidedly on the more historic, uh, heroic side, I was mm-hmm. going to say. Uh, but the actual finish to these is really, really good. Mm. Uh, and I think they fit in with a lot of the stuff that exists currently on the market, um, especially for sort of like that kind of like standardy, grim, dark feel of fantasy. Um I, I, they'd obviously be very good for those people that want to dive in and play things like the Ninth Age, or if you're looking to put together a sort of more classically medieval style um, fantasy army for like Oathmark, mm. they would also be good for that too. Nice, yeah. I particularly like those really badass looking questing knights there. They look awesome. Mm. Um, I love the, the, the one with the broken lance there as well. Very cool. <laughs> See, what, what has me curious is I'm seeing terrain sets. Terrain sets oh. are always good. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have they have a whole wow, cool. They do unmounted and mounted versions. Mm. That is nice. amazing. Nice. That's a good option to have. Yeah, especially if you're doing skirmish games and your horse gets taken out from underneath you and you have a different oh, saga, wow. for example. Like saga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, very cool stuff. Uh, oh, but yeah, they, they also they, do square and ellipticals. Nice. Yeah. yeah, they do proper bases and then incorrect ones with only one edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Um, the kind of like breakdown of everything over, overall, as I say, it's kind of got that medieval fantasy thing going on. But they also do uh, like undead uh, is a big thing that they've been working on. They've got sort of like chaos warriors as well. Uh, it will annoy Lloyd to no end, unfortunately, that some most of their undead, undead come with um, uh, like That's... vampire bat wings on them. However, he will also then be made happy by the like the likes of these. Yeah. And the winter SARS that you see here. So, <laughs> if you're looking together, to, if you're looking to put together a little bit of a Kislevite style army, there you go. They are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, they I are actually. I, the amount of detail in those is phenomenal. Um, oh, man, something cool about seeing those kind of like feathered banners charging across a uh, battlefield. Very nice indeed. I mean, they, they've taken care of one of my horrendous bugbears for cavalry, and that's. Reigns that are just a flat bar across. They are separated. I am happy. <laughs> it's just a, it's a small detail that always just yeah. Okay. Me. Yeah, they are. Horses can okay. often be the bane of war gamers, but uh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a, a fantastic array of different things to, to check out in these. Uh, um, see if we can bring up some of the uh, something more undead stuff. Yep. Oh, the zombie, zombie warriors. Longer for the zombie warriors. Hmm. I love oh, oh, there's a zombie no. command group that's awesome <laughs> uh, but yeah so uh, they've kind of gone down the route of creating a whole bunch of very again medieval themed undead so if you wanted to I mix like and that. match together what, we, what we've seen previously as part of the kind of like Bretonian style thing and then bring in a lot of the undead stuff and they've got that kind of crossover there so a little bit similar to kind of what um, Fireforge did with mm. their humans and their undead, where they kind of had the humans and then the undead were like a mirror to them, which I think is really nice, especially if you're planning to play this with maybe another person and kind of like twin your armies. Mm. So you've got a little bit of kind of like character and backstory to each other. That's, that's cool. Really cool. Um, I also like that their undead aren't just your kind of like typically shambling zombies. They have like a little bit more character to them. So you've got limbs missing, but you've also then still got all of the armor attached to them and different facial expressions and different weapon types as well. And you've got some that maybe are slightly more, uh, let's say they've got slightly more of their brain left in their skull. Uh, So they're maybe a little bit more commanding on the tabletop, which I think is really cool, especially if you look at things like the command elements for this as well. I'm I'm loving the dude who's wearing a gorget 
but it hasn't done him any good because someone's punched his jaw off. <laughs> I don't know if they've punched it off or if it's just fallen off over time. Oh, rotted away, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Either way, he didn't have a good time. Oh, look at these walls. Yeah, very nice stuff. They do kind of fall into the trap of having oh. two bigger heads, but otherwise... I think it's nice. the shoulder. It's kind of like... Yeah, the shoulders, yeah. they're kind of they're, like bulking They're very much like the ones yeah. from uh, Underworld. Yes, mm. they are. More like where those, yeah. where they, they had all of the top weight to them. Yeah, they they skipped leg day. Is they? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. They, they they need to get someone to fluff up those tails a little bit. They're a little bit soapy. It's very <laughs> Anubis looking. Those yeah, they've got a, like a jackly quality to them, which mm. is pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, but very nice. And again, theme to the rest of the stuff they've been doing. So if you're trying to make a, a, an army that feels like it all is one cohesive mm. set, or at least two armies that are one cohesive set, then you've got that mixed in as well, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, uh, the, um, I love it. Like for example, if we click on the the damsel there and the warriors of the lady, I think they are some of the coolest ones they've done. Because um, I've always liked that kind of Arthurian mythos behind a lot of the stuff like Bretonians and mm-hmm. medieval fantasy. So it's nice to see them sort of brought back to the fore. Absolutely. And I like I like that this is almost a mirror of one of the miniatures that was actually done for Games Workshop at Citadel back in the back. At, I think it was like what sixth and seventh edition. They had mm. the damsel like this, was it? Yeah. Yeah, um, and I've got the you know the staff raised up high and stuff as well, which is really really nice. And then again, sort of tying that into that kind of Grail philosophy um, that um, pervades Grail. a lot of the stuff that we see here. <laughs> we already have one of those. <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> they are gorgeous. Uh, very very cool all all very cool, especially since obviously we've um, unfortunately oh. it's not available in the UK yet, but the Green Knight is out in cinemas and in the US and stuff, which is yeah. getting people very hyped up. For a lot of kind of Arthurian stuff. Uh, but yeah, very nice stuff. I like that these are warriors of the lady in a very literal term as well, because they are like, no, nah, we're badass ladies who have probably stalked out of a nunnery, armed ourselves to the teeth, and are now going to go and kick ass in the name of our lady. So it's very cool stuff there. Very yeah, it nice. is. Got a kind of more like World of Warcraft D Lauder on feel to their armor, mm. which, is, which is cool. But, uh, but yeah. Very cool. I'm, I'm I'm getting very strong waves of zealotry coming off them. Yeah. Maybe yes. Paladins well, from Basilea. Yeah. Paladins, yeah. Very good idea. Use them in King. Oh my God, they'd be very good for Kings. Mm-hmm. Very, mm-hmm. very nice. I mean, the Questing Night stuff would be perfect for the Order of the Brother Mark. Yeah. Or the Order um, of the Green yeah. Lady. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm very cool. Yeah. Scenery oh. then. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a trebuchet. Yeah, you this. can't smash down walls without a trebuchet. I just Some need to have a look at these before we went because I know oh, yeah, was yeah. banging on about getting booming recently. Oh my god, yeah, these are perfect. Yeah, for that, and, and, and they I'm... don't contain a lot of battery on them. I was about no. to say that, Ben. You promised battery. There is not a lot of battery. Well, look, it was on the nights. All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> these are actually quite nice because even though that armor is slightly further on, I guess from Dark Age, yeah. there's not too much on them that would make that would put them out of yeah, it wouldn't make with them that, stand so. out massively. No, mm-hmm. yeah. So they'd be pretty good for Lloyd to play around yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, they are on a bit. Enough of that. Crossbows. Oh, good guys. Yeah. Oh, they even shot a skeleton in the face as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect for your mercenaries, perhaps, if you're going to go down the route of using some sort of dogs of war style army. Mm. Mm. Very nice. Uh, yeah. A bunch of paviers at the front, mm. and away you go. The very bucket. And How crew. very bucket is that? Yeah. Unfortunately, one of the crew members has taken a stone chip to the eye. 
<laughs> who, who, who says you need depth perception when you're firing something at long range, eh? That's <laughs> so fair, cool. I, the size of the stones, bricks, masonry rocks, they're, yeah. they're winging down there. You don't it really will need to be someone. that accurate. Yeah. 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 You're, it, aiming, it, you're it, aiming at a city or castle. Yeah, it's, it's kind of more to whom it may concern. <laughs> <laughs> very cool stuff oh, indeed. Yeah. But yeah, a, a very nice range that kind of um, covers a lot of different things. Obviously, you've got mm. the undead in there. You've got the, the Bretonian style stuff. You've got slightly things that are slightly more historical. You've got things that are very yeah. much more twin towards the fantasy side of things. You've got terrain if you want to try and set up a fun uh, encounter on the tabletop or a, a scenario. And of course, with a lot of these things, you can tweak them and and and, and stuff like that. Especially with the 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 advent the of the there as well. Yeah, some really fantastic stuff for those people that want to dive in and do something prohibitive based. Very mm. cool. A windmill is an objective as well. Perfect. It's all it's all no. good in the hood. That's so, apart from oh. my mini factory. They also have a Patreon then as well. Yes, they do. So uh, my mini factory is obviously a place for you to go and check out everything that they've done previous to this but mm -hmm. um they also have their patreon where they've been working on some funky new stuff uh the august releases is their occupiers mm -hmm. uh, for you to use in your uh slightly Gunners. more empire themed mm -hmm. uh, army so yeah if you want to use your your handgunners on the tabletop they've got them sorted as well some pistoliers were recent too which is pretty cool or maybe they're Fine. upcoming for september that would mm -hmm. be pretty nice oh i love the three-barreled pistol at the back yeah That's cool repeater nice. pistol very cool <sighs> Man, God, it's making me want to make an empire army. There's an interesting <laughs> thing there. A few Sorry. places do this. Yeah, they the do merchant the merchant tier. Mm -hmm. I really wish that they would then list who has it on their website. Yeah. So, because it's all well and good going, you mm -hmm. can back us, and therefore people can then buy from you, and then mm -hmm. you never know where they actually are in the world. Are they gone? Yeah. 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 Oh, they're all sold out. So there are people in the world producing this. Yeah. Who knows who they are? It's usually on Etsy, probably. Yeah, yeah. But, most uh, likely. I will say that Mini Rat do uh, do that on their page. Do they they have a list of them. all the people, which is quite nice. But definitely something <laughs> that would be useful to to add to this is actually just list those guys out. It's just like yeah, especially if it's near the top stuff. kind of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. very cool. But yeah, if you're interested in diving into, oh my god, I've just seen that other side of that stuff on that banner. Look at all mm. those amazing foot-mounted, uh, oh. sorry, foot-based spearmen. Oh, they're amazing. Detail on those shields is exquisite. But yes, before we get sidetracked anymore from looking at Highland miniature stuff, make sure to go and check those guys out on the, My Mini Factory and also over on Patreon as well. Yeah. The links to both will be in the description of this video and on, on Tabletop. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. How are we going to round out this week? What have you found for us in the world of crowdfunding, Ben? Boom. Yes, well, we're actually going to start off with a game found. So, yes, not uh, as you alluded to, not just Kickstarter this week. So a game found first from the folks at Archon Studios, uh, or Studio, sorry, and they have been working on Masters of the Universe, Fields of Eternia, the board game, uh, which is a brand new project from them, which follows on the heels of the Netflix reboot mm -hmm. sort of uh, well not necessarily it was a continuation wasn't it not a reboot uh, a for the masters of the yeah. universe which is very very cool so in this you will be playing as the masters of the universe themselves so you've got human you've got teela you've got man at arms in there and they will be going against the likes of trapjaw skeletor evil Lynn, and the likes uh triclops who i think is just 
the funniest character. Uh, it's just amazing. Um, particularly they have many series because he has many faces. Yeah, <laughs> they don't yet, but Ram Man has made it in there. So Ram Man, Ram I, I, I love how all of their video, all of their sort of villains and things are. What can we have that is hyphen man? <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, but yes, so in this game, you'll be taking on the role of uh, either one side or the other. So it's a game for one to six players. You can play this solo. Um, uh, you will then team up as the heroes of Eternia or the villains underneath mm. Skeletor and it's Snake Mountain. And you will be marching across the map of Eternia, as you see there, trying to dominate it and collect power that is used as your victory points in the game. Um, it's very much a game that kind of like focused on the idea of sort of blending a couple of uh, ideas together. Um, mm-hmm. So you have kind of map domination where you take control of regions with the use of troops. Uh, so you have uh, sort of troops for either side that you can use to sort of like take control of locations mm-hmm. and that will give you power. You can also gain power from um, sort of dueling your opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when to when a hero and a villain uh, arrive in a space, they actually get stuck into like a card-based battling system, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. where you each have a deck of cards and you'll play them in sequence to try and out uh, uh, sort of outfox the uh, the opponent, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. It kind of plays into the idea that in most of these uh, the cartoons for... <laughs> Master of the Universe. At some point, there is a fight between He-Man and Skeletor, and yeah. they will get into a quipping contest uh, on the tabletop, which I think is really nice. Um, they've also got some really nice sort of stuff in there for exploration-based stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. So when you go to locations, instead of just doing it as like a domination-style approach, yeah. you can just sort of like investigate and explore. And in that, you'll meet some of the various colourful characters from the world of Eternia. Uh, and when you meet them, depending on who you are, they will uh, sort of interact with you differently. So maybe if you're Skeletor, they're probably just going to fight you uh, but if you're a he-man you might want to talk to them and try and get them on your side and then you can bring them into the fold as part of your heroic group to try and take c- command of Eternia and bring the power of Greystall back to you which I think is really cool by the power of Greystall I recognize some of those symbol- silhouettes yeah. I am I am happy because I just saw they have unlocked many faces mm. <laughs> I see they're doing one a day on top yes. of other stretch goals yeah. which is probably a good way to go anyway mm-hmm. so they're going to be adding new heroes and new villains into the mix as well so obviously when you make your teams and you make that sort of like smaller team within the team you'll be able to play around with all the different combinations of things oh. they've also done two big expansions to this as well mm-hmm. uh, so on top of the core game which is available which comes with um, I think it's I think it's like six heroes and villains each side there we go mm-hmm. yeah you also have two expansions so you have Rise of the Snake Men uh, which goes down the route of bringing a whole bunch of new villains into the mix as well and sort of changes up the games in the way that the uh, sort of exploration element of that plays out in the kind of campaign style. And then you also have the spell of separation as well, which throws in another uh, named character as well. So you have two big sets that will offer up a whole bunch of new options for you to dive in and play around with. Unfortunately, the 48-hour period for which you get Orko for free has passed, but I'm sure Orko will be there in some way or another for you to use in your games. Poor Orko. Oh, I love Orko. He's so good. <laughs> he was a legend. I'll give him that. Um, so, yeah, um, obviously, as well as this being the game, there is also the amazing collection of miniatures from these guys at Archon. Uh, they've obviously been doing miniatures for a long while now with their games. Uh, they know what they're doing when it comes to the quality of those. Uh, worth going to check out, especially if you're a massive Master of the Universe fan. Um, mm. I must say, I watched some of the cartoons when I was young. Not all of them. Uh, I mean, obviously, I you know, was born in the 80s, sort of grew up during the 90s, so it wasn't ex- essentially what I was kind of like the zeitgeist at the time. I was more of a Conan the Adventurers fan. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, I, I was a Thundercats kid. 
Thundercats is also cool. Also, I cool was bit. I was born in the nineties, so Super Mario every day, guys. <laughs> okay, so but, oh, uh, the, if, the, the, the cartoons we have to show you. Oh, yes. <laughs> Conan the Adventurer. If anyone's seen that, make sure to put the theme tune down in the comments down below. It's one mm. of the best. Mm. But anyway, I'm not going to sing it. But on top of that. Um, uh, as I was saying, if you, if you have come off the back of watching that sort of uh, new Netflix series, so the Revelation series, I think this is a perfectly good time to dive in and maybe check out some Master Universe stuff. I thoroughly enjoyed the series. I thought it was really good fun. I think they did some really nice stuff with the animations uh, for it. I think they still had all the really cool kind of cheesy Master of the Universe stuff in there and then threw mm. in some additional stuff as well for probably the more adult crowd that is watching the show mm. at this point. Um, I will also say with this campaign, it is restricted to the EU, so mm. uh, you will only be able to get a hold of this because they're only shipping to the EU at the moment. But if you want to, if you well, if you have a very nice friend who lives in the EU <laughs> or, or the UK, I should say, uh, that can then ship it to you in America, then you have that option. Uh, of course, Seaman are also working on their own version of Master the Universe, the board game as well. So if you're interested in that, you can also wait. If you're on the other side of the pond, uh, but yeah, list of copyright there. I don't need to read. Yeah, so uh, you, you could in a very quick voice, like they do on the adverts. Uh, well, but avoid I, the legalese. Avoid I the legalese. But I'm not going to. Uh, uh, I assume it's going to be hard plastic. Uh, I believe so. I think it will be the same kind of stuff that they've used previously for their board games. Uh, yeah, which is kind of like that the, hard plastic style. Who do you Unicast call them? One? Or whatever it's called. No, Unicast. no, no. no. They've stopped doing Unicast. But ah, the, okay. yeah, the last board game they did was that uh, Wolfenstein one, ah, and there was hard yeah. plastic sprues. So it'll probably be so Unipose, but hard plastic, which oh, right. would be very good because the the level of detail on those it was, really nice. uh, was, it was excellent. Really nice. mm. uh, but yep, yeah, so there's eleven days left on that from the time you're watching this. Uh, it's funded. Check it out. It is majorly funded, uh, and yeah. there is plenty of fun stuff yet to be unlocked, as we mm -hmm. saw as they're adding new heroes and villains every day. So yeah, yeah. get the power of Grayskull. Uh, so we are going to return to Kickstarter for our final piece mm -hmm. this week's show. Oh, Who wants to take me through this? For the next Kickstarter, I've got my hand on the clicker ready to back it. So I will tell <laughs> you that a community member sent this our way. Kiran Amida, I think. Kiran Amida, yeah. Pointed out to us on the forums and I was immediately yes. sold. Yeah. Oh, my out loud reaction, and I said it to Ben, was sweet baby Jesus. So I, I wanted to show <laughs> you, you guys, a board game on Kickstarter that is really doing your weight for so many reasons. And it's called Plank. Oh. So when you think of dragons, people usually think of fire breathing, city leveling tyrants that sit upon their gold without a care for humanity. Mm -hmm. But you just sit there in their dragony bitterness. But these dragons are a little different, as you can see. Um, these dragons have got a place in society and they bring all individual jobs to complete in a small fantastical world. So I want to introduce you guys to the artisan dragons and the marketplace they belong to, you can see there. And they can build, they can bake, they can brew, they can craft, and many other objectives they can do as well, but they, they're way into success. So the aim of the game, however, is not the dragon. Players will take the role of a flamekeeper. So it's their skill, unlike nobody else, they can converse with these dragons. So players are skills flamekeepers, and they're set out to bring the world joy in which the dragons are willing to share. And we can stock up shops full of magical, mystical items, and tempting those with an expensive taste for dragon crafting. So with a combination of providing stock for shopkeepers and being BFFs with the dragon kind, the main focus is to earn reputation. So, and that's how players will be competing with one another. The player with the most reputation by the end of the game is crowned with a fancy title, Master of 
flame craft. So whether you want to jump in the fun with two, but it does go up to five players as well. It's up to you to keep those townspeople all sucked up with the most coveted items. So dragon made bread, because who wouldn't want dragon made bread? Um, yeah. Especially if these that adorable, but there are some rarer dragons as well. Uh, past the bread, the iron crystals, plant and potions, and they offer like a very particular set of skills. Um, not <laughs> like <Asian> dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I want the one that there's a little one there making a creme brulee. Oh, yeah. and it's just God. like it's the cutest thing ever. Yeah. I can't, I cannot show my missus this, or we're we're back. Oh, it. I, I can't show I it. To it's difficult. Is it, but you've got. There are those skills, they do offer loads of reputations in the player, depending on who it is. But the campaign itself, it offers loads of different pledges, depending on what you want to get out of the game. So if you're looking for the standard edition, there's also the deluxe edition where you get the miniatures as well. And the miniatures are um, their largest pledge, which is called II, which has just gone past their jury, is <laughs> that the lot oh, perfect organization makes me very happy in my board mm. games. And this, this is, considering oh. all of the small wooden components that come with the game, everything, it does seem like it's quite card heavy, you know, lots of little components here and there, the miniatures. There is a home for everything in the box in the Max Pledge as well. So you do get uh, collaborating closely with the masterminds at Game Tray. So as if the campaign's not big enough, as you can see, you keep going and going. There's stretch goals and social goals as well. Um, you can get new shops like candy stores and new dragons. Like uh, the name is Forest, a fancy dragon. I mean, but it literally just got up there. If it has picture interests, there is a draft rule book ready to download. I say draft, it's still stunning. Um, mm. So you can get an early glimpse into the pastel colored fantasy world. Um, <laughs> but there are also a ton of add ons with artwork in there, new dragons for your game. And another thing as part of the campaign as well, is there is a bread-making dragon plushie as an add-on. And oh, really my nice. God. When I saw the plushie, I was, like, my heart broke. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, he's making bread. That, that was it. I was gone. I was, he's making bread. So yeah. uh, there is a ton of stuff uh, put into this. But as I said, there's a lot of uh, add-ons as well, just in case you do want to just get something extra as well. But by the sounds of it, with all of the stretch goals that they have, with all of the social goals that they have going on to the max pledge on this, you are going to get a lot of stuff. Yeah. Look, the fancy dragon mini is in lavender. I know. It's um, in lilac now. It's made specifically for <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah, all just, for you free, just for you. Oh, my God. Oh, I know. Look at this bread dragon. Look at you. I can't. My eyes uh, can't handle it. Move on. It's just so adorable. But the campaign's already smashed its initial yeah. target. Yeah. So you're now knocking down stretch goals like there's no tomorrow at the moment. So there's still, is it 21 days left? 21 days left. Mm-hmm. Um, so they work in, you can just go and visit some dragons and pop yeah. down to the coffee shop and there's some dragons there. You know, what, what perfect world could that be? But um, if, if the fire-breathing dragon lighting a kebab skewer on the front mm. cover didn't physically draw your attention to this game then <laughs> yeah. you know you've got to look at the other jobs you know absolutely uh, stonkingly funded as well yes. which is always yeah. good and can i just say how much i appreciate that video um oh, sim- simply because the speed at which it moved because i had to stop 
the Masters of the Universe one because I was in danger of having a stroke. Everything was appearing and disappearing <laughs> off screen so quickly. It was like, it's edited so fast, you're not allowed to see what's happening or even yeah. focus. This at least has a nice sedate pace to it. And yeah. for that alone, they have my eternal thanks. Yeah. Also, I can't help but feel like it's a, a touch of the Pratchettism where you have uh, Swamp Dragons. Yes. Yeah. In more Pork, people buy swamp dragons Very all cool. the time, use them to light yeah. their, their fires, use them to you know fuel their furnaces, uh, use them for all these different things because they're cutesy and uh, very compact and easily carried uh, as opposed to you know, having to cut around massive machinery. I can't, I don't, it, the I, cutesy version there is very nice, but in my mind, the whole time, it will just be Ankh-Morpork. Pork. <laughs> I, I, I do have a question. When is the, the due date on this? When's the delivery? I'm not too sure about the delivery on this uh, one. We have a jury for that. Yeah. What is this? Uh, to be honest, though, what I do want to say specifically about this game mostly is I got lost in a wormhole July. of the artwork. July. July next year. Okay. I got lost in literally a wormhole of the artwork. So the artwork's done by someone called Sandra, Sandra Tang, um, <laughs> and she's quite well-known in the industry for her like designing digital dragons. So... Head over to her Instagram because she does, although she does design some cute and cuddly, she's got some nasty, gnarly looking dragons on there too. I'll, I'll pop yeah. it in the description. Yeah. Well, two stunning games to round us off. Well done, everyone. I'm off to spend some money on Mini Rats Empire. <laughs> I am off to consider whether I should back that and not tell my missus until it arrives and have her squee so loud when it comes to they're going, oh my God, that's so cute. I hate you. Why didn't you tell me? Do you know me? what you need to do? You need to get the board game and then 10 minutes later, here's the plushie and then she'll lose it. I know, but I would go <laughs> plushie first. Valid. Lead, lead with the cuddly. <laughs> I don't need to hear any more about that. <laughs> right, folks, we're going to move on. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, we will be back on Sunday for our XLBS show. Uh, if you are not a Cult of Games member, you can come across to ontabletop.com and sign up for a 30-day trial uh, and get access to some of our backstage content where you get to see me play about with various tools and techniques. I was going to say, yeah. Early access for painting tutorials from John. Yeah. Uh, you can jump into our Discord and have a chat with community members um, and just get involved in the whole on tabletop community it's a joy to behold and if like i say you are a subscriber to the youtube channel you've got a chance to win that kill team box set when we hit one hundred thousand subs rope your friends in tell, tell your man and your family <laughs> but until sunday happy gaming go ahead and check out our other content on screen now and while you're at it why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.